What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cock episode 58, season 9. And um, yeah, we're back again because Spurs have played another game and, and that's what we do. That's what the podcast is, isn't it? It's Spurs play, we talk about it. Spurs play, we talk about it until we die. Um, on the line, joined by Rick. How you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Is your name Richard? 
No, it's not. I, and I hate that. And the thing is as well, right? Um, I've never, I've never said this to you before. Well, I have. I've told you loads of times that I hate you when you call me Richard, so you do it even more, right? <laughs> but do you remember years ago, right, uh, when we were living in Crouch End and I took your old computer and you and you uh, set the computer up for me? And uh, I'm not that computer savvy, yeah. but in my hard drive <laughs> and everywhere, like login details, everything, you called me Richard the Third, and I could never <laughs> get it off. And every time I logged into my computer, which was every day... It was that David Brent, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> every day. I just, thought, I just don't know why, how? Because uh, most people are not called Ricky. Ricky's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a shortened version of Richard, isn't it? Or no, Dick. it's or, not. But no, no, or, or Rick, Dick. Ricky is it? We can call you Dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Chris Miller on the line. Windy to everyone else. Hey, mate. Yeah, good, good. Do you know, Windy, do you regret, do you regret the name... Windy now, yes. like now that you're serious football. Yes. Go on, what? Thrice, yes, yeah, no, seriously. Um, it, <laughs> yes, it's been, seriously, it's been yes. my nickname. It's been my nickname since youth, so uh, it stuck with me a while. But um, I appreciate now, as a 36 year old man, that it was a very poor choice of of Twitter at. Yeah, Rick, we're we're joined by Blue Ticker right now. Yeah, I know. Verified up in his house. <laughs> What, um, Adding I, I, some credibility to this podcast. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> finally. I think I'm at the position now where I need a blue tick. Only, only because yeah. I, I don't know. I just want it. What harder to get now, isn't it? Yeah, well, they, I think that I think they've stopped they they've stopped the application process because you could apply to be verified and you can't do that anymore, as far as I'm aware. Wendy, when you got it, did you go to Twitter and go, please, please? Yeah. Please, can I have boutique? Please, what was it? Was it? Is it? Did you do it because you thought it would give you? It would help you along. It helped you along. People see a blue tick, they they follow. I think so. I can't actually remember my mindset when I did it. To be honest, uh, it was quite a long time ago. I I can't think of the logic. Uh, and it probably has helped. To be fair, no, it's definitely. Oh, helped. massively, definitely. Yeah, helped. massively. Don't like look at him giving himself loads of credit. Probably. Probably more my content that, that's helped along rather than the blue tick, but you know, it might have helped. Um, we, before we go into Spurs and uh, the mighty Spurs, the mighty Spurs that have beaten Champions League placed Leicester, three, not just beaten them, slapped them up. We put our finger right up their bum, <laughs> right up their bum, right? And then not only put it in there, we've pulled it out and put it in, pulled it out and put it in a little bit as well for about, I'd say, four minutes of, of just, nice. just slow fingering of, of Leicester's arse. Um, and then and then wafted it under Brendan Rodgers' nose. Yeah, oh, if, there, if there are any brands out there uh, uh, that want to sp- sponsor this, um, then, then just tweet me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are we looking for? Anusol. Yeah, that'll do. Preparation eight. Yeah, yeah. Any, anyone, anyone. Look, look. If you if you want to give us money, I I won't talk about. I won't use the analogy of fingering a, a, a man's ass as a way of describing a, a, a great victory over one of our. Um, most recent rivals, if you consider the running. Anyway, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. So if, um, what was my question? My, my question was, um, actually, no, the thing I wanted to talk about before Leicester uh, is, is our lovely new podcast, Windy. Oh, mate, I feel awkward talking about it with Ricky here. What, well, because, Why? Because Ricky can just like, he's, he's like the third wheel in, isn't he, really? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing is, he's, you've, been, you've been his best friend all these years 
and now you're not anymore, it's going to really hurt him. <laughs> it's going to really upset him. I don't want to make Ricky mate, sad. Mate, uh, I, was, I, was, I was about to hang up then, so don't, don't do that. <laughs> but is there an element of jealousy in the, the, the fact that me and Wendy are doing an already massively successful podcast in 15 minutes? And that's not a joke. People are listening to this podcast. No, not at all, man. Like when when people are uh, successful that I love um, and that I have a good relationship with, I'm like, uh, I'm really happy for them. But when it's the bastards of the world and mm-hmm. they are gloating, then I think, why me? Why? Like, why? Why? Why is this happening? And I've listened to uh, to each one, and um, it, I, I don't want this to to sound um, like I'm blowing smoke up your Say asses it. and stuff like that. Say it. But it's it's really good to hear. Um, people talking about things that that I re- that really re- I really relate to but I'm quite often I won't talk about it because I'm a guy and and it's like the stuff about uh, finance relationship like th- those different things that it's good to hear both of your perspectives and to hear like you know both sides of the coin and that you you both go through the same emotions that I do but no one really talks about that shit so it's, it it it's uh, it's really great so yeah, I don't give a shit what anyone says. Nice. No, I mean no one's saying anything. Everyone's been really positive so far. So uh, yeah, it's really good. But yeah, it's, it's fifty minutes is a uh, a series of podcasts that last. You guessed it, fifteen minutes long. So if you need something to listen to when you're on the bus or when you're having a shower, um, you know what, whatever it might be, if you just want to fill fifteen minutes, then this is a good way to do it. And the glorious thing about it, right? Ad revenue four four times ad revenue than you get for a one hour podcast. It's genius. Oh, oh my god, really? Quarter to work, four times the ad revenue, Windy. <laughs> that that's why you're in big business, mate. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's like, like fucking let's 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 find a way of exploiting and dragging out every penny we can from our listeners. <laughs> every penny. Every penny. We want it all. Anyway, uh you know you know you know what else who wants it all? Jose Mourinho. Um he doesn't care how we play. We don't I mean I I I, I no longer care how we play. <laughs> Three, four weeks ago, I was saying, get rid of him, get Poch back. Now I'm saying, just let him play, let, let him do what he's got to do. Because a three nil win over Leicester, I know they're, they're shaky and they've got injuries, but a three nil win's a three nil win. Windy, you're you you absolutely loathe Jose Mourinho. I know that. Where are you at currently? <laughs> I don't I don't absolutely loathe him. I don't like the man, and I my preference preference would be that he's not a manager. But he is our manager, and people don't want to hear me say that I don't want him to be our manager, so I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to enjoy what I can, and that starts with beating Arsenal and now beating Leicester. I, I, you know, we can't complain a 3-0 win, can you? It's 3-0, I think, I think I think Nathan on the extra inch probably found a way, did he? <laughs> or to complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he was he was relatively he was relatively happy to be honest. He was a bit more upbeat this week. I think we're both kind of like he's around now for a couple of years, isn't he? And he'll probably do quite well. So we've just got to try and enjoy what we can from it. The problem is the thing is with um, Nathan and you, right? And uh, th- th- so if those that don't, I'm sure you do. Uh, Wendy, Nathan, and Bardi have the their own podcast, The Extra Inch, which is fantastic, and. Um, yeah, it used to be a part of the fighting cock, but um, some sort of skullduggery and clandestine activities <laughs> happened, and, and I lost control of it. And um, and Windy and Nathan ran away into the sun. But they 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 both know football. They really know football. They they love the game. They geek out on the game. 
and, and they really, I think they get things from, uh, you get things from the great game, Windy, that, that I don't. Like, I like having a beer in the pub with my mates. You like looking at XG from four years ago. That's, that's the difference in, in, in the way we approach the game, and it's fine. Both things are fine. Listen, I, I listened to you earlier on talking to David Alfie Ward on Five Statements and you were analysing the game in granular detail. And I was I was like, this is this man's grown. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah, so you can shut your mouth. Was up. I good? Yeah, you knew your stuff, mate. It was very good. Well, bring me on your podcast. You haven't invited me once. Prove you it. Come on. You literally came on and interviewed you. Yeah, that was about that was different. That was not talking about football. And, and, and I, look, I understand tactics. I just can't be bothered. The, uh, the, um, no, no, but seriously, you're, you guys look at the game and I think you get, get you enjoy aspects of it that I, I just, I, I'm not really that into. And I think part of your frustra- frustrations from Mourinho are probably well, well founded, especially after results like the, the Bournemouth one and, and the drab one nil win against Everton. But it's, it's much easier to kind of ignore the frailties or, or no, or ignore the, the frustration, frustrating aspects of, of Mourinho's game, where when we do win three nil, it's it's hard to, it's hard to kind of pick pick that apart. But mm-hmm. if you if you could, what what were the positives, Windy, uh, and what do you think the negatives were of that three nil win against at the time was it third fourth place Leicester? Yeah, the the positives, the main positive is Harry Kane. Um, I've not seen Harry Kane look this fit for two years, two and a half years. Maybe three years. I don't know. He he looks like a different beast. He was absolutely brilliant. The second goal was really quite special. Um, he he made Ryan Bennett look even worse than he is, and he's quite bad. Uh, and he bent like the most perfect corner into the the, the side of the net. Mm. Um, it, reminiscent, I would say, of that goal against Arsenal. Absolutely. Not not quite the same angle, but a similar kind, a similar thing he was trying to do. But he was brilliant in his general play as well. He's like he's he's dropping deep and linking play, and then actually making it into the box. Whereas over the last two years, he was dropping deep and playmaking, but then ending up sort of between, somewhere between the halfway line and the box, and he wasn't able to get in there to finish off chances. So being able to see him do that is, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see him back. I, I thought that was the the key highlight was Harry Kane's performance. And in terms of negatives, I mean. The second half wasn't great. Um, I, I can see the purpose of it. It's conserving energy. It's making sure you keep a clean sheet. It's it's both of those things to to an absolute extreme level. Um, and I would say also that the the use of substitutes continues to frustrate me because I think we've got some really promising, exciting young players on the bench who we just need to see get some minutes and we've not done that since the restart and that's frustrated me. But around around, yeah. around the table here, we're not talking about. Oliver Skip, when you say that, all right? <laughs> Sessignon, yeah. Skip, yeah, and Dombele before now. Okay, yeah. Look, to, to me that sounds like you've just you, you've said uh, oh, the positives are Harry Kane had a brilliant game and won it for us, and the, the negatives <laughs> are what Mourinho did. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He 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 knows what he's doing. He's not an idiot. He knows how to manipulate a game to get what he needs out of it, and that is a, a win. He he played it perfectly on the counter. Soaked up Leicester's pressure, and then we had Son and Kane and Lucas who were able to to benefit from that counter-attacking play, and it that's perfect in those games. Rick, what did you think of Kane's performance? Just just how what good was that, and how did it rank up against the previous 
impressive performance that he's well the, the, the numerous impressive performances that he's done for us before his injury. Like if you had to rank that performance up against a certain era of Harry Kane's time at Tottenham, would it be that 2016 season when he scored 35 plus goals, or was it that good that performance? I, I thought it was very good. And I, I thought it was like a real uh, return to himself. I mean, comparing it against that whole season, he was just insane that season. And I think after the performance against Leicester was was really good, really positive. But go, harking back to that, um, I think he's going to need a few more games um, and performances like that to say like he, he's back at that level. But he's certainly on the right uh, trajectory. And... We, like, it was a couple of games ago where we were saying, but you know, we've all been saying that he he maybe doesn't look a bit fit. He looks like he's got maybe got a bit of puppy fat. He isn't as sharp and stuff like that. Vardy just the, kept the, calling him a fat cunt. Well, uh, that's not surprising from Vardy. Disgusting. That shame, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, there, there were even suggestions that maybe he wasn't going to get back to his best from that injury, um, and. Uh, you know, I'll hold my hands up from the, from uh, from the beginning when we said about um, Harry Kane is not going to make it at Tottenham. Um, you know, we got that wrong uh, is, massively. We because you said it and then I agreed with you. Right. Um, that that's why. Um, but then I don't think um, there's been a part where I've where I've ever doubted his ability and him coming back. Uh, from injury or anything like that. I knew he was going to come back because he is the chosen one for Tottenham, I'm telling you. We are never going to see a player like Harry Kane and come for our youth team and and climb to the top like he has um, ever in our life. I don't, I don't think, do, you think, do you think that we'll ever see a striker at Spurs in our own lifetime, lifetimes as good as him? Will we ever no. see? Like, we, no, nor do I. What do you think? Uh, I think he's our best player of all time. Oh wow! I mean, I I mean, yeah. I mean, I really, honestly believe that to be the case. I mean, we've had so many brilliant players over the years, and it's really difficult to compare eras because things were so different. And you know, lots of people consider Glenn Hoddle to be our greatest. Uh, I think what Kane is doing is insane. When, like, when Ricky's right, when Kane was at his best, he was the third best player in the world. Uh, he could get back to that point. He 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 really could get back to that point if he carries on this trajectory. But even if he doesn't, he's top ten in the world. He's he's fantastic, um, and he's going to break all the goal scoring records. And do you just, think he, do you think he can beat Shearer's record? Uh, if he stays injury free, I do. Yeah. Wait, wait, what what was what was Shearer's? It was two. No, is that no? What was it? Three. What? How many goals did he scored in Premier League? Shearer, do you remember? Let's let's find out real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, this, I mean, well, this what is I not... want to say is as well. Um, two sixty. Two sixty. Oh, mate, all day, no problem. How many? K- what's Kane on? Quick, making this look sharp here, Wendy. Come on, what, what's he on? Sorry, yeah, one thirty-eight. One thirty-eight. Two sixty. Un- yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah, and he's twenty-seven. Yeah, he's going to score goals into 34, 35. At, Easy. To- at Tottenham, I don't think. I, I, I don't think. I don't. I mean, yeah, he, he, could, he could do it. I mean, at least we are talking. We are witnessing. All of us are witnessing. As you say, and, and it's it's hard to kind of soak that in because we've been 
we've been a club since 1882 and I know you can't go too far back because who knows what the football was like there it's probably fucking awful but you know back in the day you know football was what it was but we uh we, we are probably witnessing our best ever player I would love to love to people to let us know on Twitter like who they think our best ever player is like like people going back look, look back at rose, with rose tinted glasses and they people talk about Gascoigne and Hoddle and and Bale but like just on just on numbers and, and consistency and just staying with us for the length of, you know he's been here his entire career it's um it's the effect he has on others as well isn't it it's the mentality the personality he's he's so clear clean cut he never puts a foot wrong he seems like a really genuinely decent human being he's our captain at times it's just he's perfection Reckon? And the thing is, yeah, the, like with his uh, his overall game, like when you when you have uh, uh, star strikers, it, it'll be someone that plays off the shoulder and they're really quick and small and nipping, and they'll get in there and they're great at finishing. But he, like left foot, right foot, headers, drops deep. His passing is incredible. He's got it all. Like I, I just, I love him. I love him so much. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and and he could stay. Like it's it's, it's feasible. I, I can't. Because of his personality, it's hard to see. And all footballers, you know, you can't trust any of them. Oh, you wouldn't trust Harry Kane with your wife if you were away on holiday and he was coming. <laughs> you, you can't trust any of them, right? You can't. But but when he, he, it doesn't sound like he would ever. Don't know, would he? Could could we conceive of a, a world where he leaves Tottenham? Like, what do you think, Wendy? Oh. Uh... I think he could leave if things got significantly worse. Of course. Like if we if we fail to qualify for the Champions League two seasons in a row, he probably would leave. Uh, I don't think Levy's going to let that happen. I, d- I don't think Levy's going to let us well, fail to qualify twice in a row. With Mourinho at the helm, I don't think that, that that will happen. Like to you know, if we remove the bad performances and just look at the points amassed throughout his tendership at, at, at Tottenham, then there, there is... It, I mean, if this is reflective of what we're going to get under Marie, Mourinho's stewardship, then a top four finish probably won't be a, a problem. It'd be building on this to push for a, for a league title challenge, I think. And, and I say that because um, if you look at the points, forget Kane's injury, if you just look at the points that we've amassed since we've had Son in the side, which was up until Aston Villa where things were kind of really going well. And then we had four or five games when he was out, then the coronavirus hit. And then our form from, from that point onwards when the, the game was returned, I think we're only second. I, I tried to look it up and I, I might have bodged it up, but I think we're second in terms of the amount of um, uh, points amassed when Son has been in the Kane and that, uh, been in the team. And that's not even thinking about Kane. So if we can carry that on to next season, add a few players. I bet, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Give us a league title, mate. Give, give us well, we've a got a question. Title. John O'Wheatley on Twitter, he says, how many points will we win the league title by next year? Um, yeah, I mean, is there any world where we, we could challenge for the league, Rick? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, well, under Potch, there was a time where, we, we you know, we came close. Um, I, like, in my heart of hearts, did I actually think we were, we, we were going to do it? And uh, uh, I don't think... As a Tottenham fan, you just you just have that kind of you just resign to to never crossing the line, and we got so close. But with with Jose and the way that he plays, 
um, that winning mentality. He's he knows how to win. He knows his game management. He 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 knows what he's doing, and he's been there, done it like a million times. And this could be the time that if we get the right players in, uh, get the right coaching staff in as well that he wants in. That you know, it it could be the time. And I d- I don't think we're um, it's as much as it used to be laughing to say Tottenham for the league, I don't think it's that much of a laughing matter anymore. I, you know, I, I really do think that um, we can build on what, what Poch has already put, laid, laid the foundations for. Uh, Wendy, I don't want you to respond to this. I'm just going to say something to you. Who do you think you are? Size <laughs> <laughs> of Jose Mourinho, 22 major titles. Who do you think you are? That's all I want to say to you. That's rhetorical. Don't answer. Right. <laughs> Two assists. Where's his blue tick? <laughs> I don't know if he is he even on Twitter. I don't know. Uh, two assists from Lucas Mora. Um, how do you feel about his Lucas? Uh, Lucas, his recent form. Um, Lucas Mora is a player who's polarizing, but not for not for like. I think everyone acknowledges his effort and his willingness to 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 to, to do hard work. And he, and he's and he's a he's his attempt to manipulate the game and and have an influence. I don't think anyone in, that that's not in question, right? No one questions his attitude at all. But I think they do question his quality and where and where we're going if if a player like Lucas Moura is a starter for us. But I, I thought it was really great against Leicester. He did stuff off the ball that was really useful, especially when we were, we were under the cosh at certain times, and and obviously. He got one assist. It says in the running order, T put two assists. He got one assist. The second one on the books counts, but it doesn't really count because Harry Kane did everything, right? Wendy, what do you think of Lucas Moura right now? Uh, he's definitely hugely stepped up in the last few games. He was really, really disappointing before that for most of the season. But since, I mean, he was brilliant against Arsenal, playing on the left. That's the best I've seen Lucas play uh, since the Ajax match. And he's been fine since. Like, I would say against Leicester, he did some very good things. He did some less good things. Uh, but as long as he's doing very good things, that's better than he was previously. So I'm happy to see him continue to improve. And if he keeps doing that, there's a place for him at Spurs. Ricky, Human Song cleaned up at the Player Awards. I think he won every award. Um, yeah. Everyone that we had, he cleaned it up. And you know what I liked about it? They were old-fashioned awards. They were old wooden shields. The like, shields, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. They look really shit, like, and, that, and that's what I like about it. They weren't like little trophies; they looked horrible. Like he's looking at them, going, "They, they look like, they look like they were like like um, trophies given out for most improved player at a dance, <laughs> a, a darts darts club in Dagenham." <laughs> that level. Do, do you reckon he was a uh, when he got home? He was a. Uh... On, on Zoom to his family, and they said that, that you know, you won the award, can we have a look? And he was just so embarrassed about them, he made his own award up. No, he he, he just, he, he put them in a bin liner, and on the way out, just dropped them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. Uh, but, but, but has uh, mostly notable, I think, for for the um, the period where Kane was out of the team, and he had to lead the line, and yeah. uh, and, and did so with aplomb. And, and, and not forgetting, even breaking his arm in like the sixth minute against Aston Villa and then playing the, the rest of the game and scoring a winning goal. Which, oh, which, that was brilliant. I could never well. get my head around that. Like, did he break his arm? If he'd actually broken his arm, no human being could do that. I think it was like a, was it like a weird hairline fracture or some shit like that? Yeah. 
hairline fractures is not really a break. Don't really count, I don't think. Oh, okay. Anyway, still, uh, you know, he he's he stepped up. He has been good. Frustrating at times can be, but you know, he Huminson is um, is a key player for Tottenham. And he uh, he won an award on his national service as well, didn't he? Wasn't he the, the fastest player, the fastest runner there, or something? Something like that. He ran, he's he's cool. doing he's doing well for awards. Yeah, bless him. Lo- yeah, he loves he, lo- he loves him. He absolutely loves him. What, what what's your opinions about him, Rick? Like in in in, in terms of his um of how he stepped up this season, how important he's become. I think, like before, when when we've had um, I I don't I don't want to um be that guy that's like harping on about Potch and stuff like that. But when we've had uh, Kane out before in previous seasons, uh, it's been down to Ericsson, Delhi, and Son to step up um, and, and help out in goal scoring and creating. And I think from his experience in that time um, and everyone looking to him, and he's more of the, because he's been there a while now, that he is more one of the senior players. And uh, he, he's, uh, he, you wouldn't call him a, a more of a vocal, he's not a, a vocal leader, but I think he leads by example uh, in the attacking sense that he'll always go and have a go and try and take players on. He scores some great goals as well. And yeah, I, I think he was, bit, he was, he was brilliant really. And uh, like you're saying, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, with all players, they, they come in and out of, um, uh, I was going to say fitness then, but that's not the word I'm looking for, but the um, form, form, that's it. Thank you. Um and it is—it's kind of annoying when you are looking to, for for Son to to get that goal to create something. But then sometimes when when he is in inform and other players aren't, it's you kind of your focal point is oh, like it, it's Sonny's fault where he's been, but he hasn't been playing well. But uh, normally it's a it's, it's a team effort in that sense, and it has, it is frustrating at times. But um, you kind of you can't just pin it all on poor Sonny. I mean, and if if you're yeah, I mean, if you're getting frustrated with Son. Then I'm not sure what you watch football for. Like, what, what, what enjoyment do you get out of it? Where if 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 someone like Son is consistently delivered, you know, figure numbers, assists throughout his time at Tottenham, and, and exciting us, and, and lighted up the 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 Premier League at times with that goal against Burnley. You know, probably won't see a goal like that for the rest of our lives. Certainly at Tottenham, for, for, to get to, to not allow him those moments where he tries stuff and it doesn't come off is 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 foolhardy in my opinion. But Jan Vertonghen um, didn't come on, and that would have been his last ever home game for the club. And it, it's a bit of a shame, don't you think, Windy, that that the that his send-off from Tottenham should have been magnificent. It should have been heralded, and we should have been able to sing his name from the stadium. And we can't because of the the, the you know the coronavirus and whatnot. That, that a servant to the football club doesn't get the send-off that he deserves. You know, he, hopefully he, he, he gets some minutes, even if it's the last 10, 8 minutes or whatever it is, Against Swiss Palace, if if the game's done and dusted, either way, that he gets some last minutes to to say goodbye, and so we have the images on the screen to kind of capture his 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 um his influence over over the team and what he's done at the club. What 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 are your in case we don't and I don't get to talk to you before. What what are your your opinions on Jan Vertonghen and what he's done for the football club? So he he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I think Vertonghen and Alderweireld's is the best centre-back pairing we've had in my lifetime. And I can't see us having a better centre-back pairing anytime soon. Like those two at their peak is just perfection. Um, I've been a bit up and down with Vertonghen over the years. I think 
I think back in the day he was a little bit overrated because he was such a good footballer, um, as in really good, really competent on the ball. That I felt like sometimes his defensive mistakes were kind of smoothed over a little bit. Uh, but as he's got older, he's got better defensively. Until these sort of last eighteen months, where his legs, his body just failed him a little bit, and he's not quick on the turn, and he struggles. But when he was at his best. He was just lovely to watch. I, mean, I remember Vertonghen at his peak, striding out of the fence with the ball um, into midfield. He, he always wanted to look for a goal, didn't he? he? His thing was like he would charge forward and take a shot and it would go narrowly wide. Well, he, he, he didn't, he, he, when we signed him, he had scored like 10, I think he scored 12 goals from centre-back for Ajax. I remember yeah, it doesn't was... surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all because he's, he's a very clean striker of the ball and he's got those attacking instincts. He, he wants to get involved with the attacking play. Um, yeah, really, really lovely player over the years. He had like this kind of slightly aloof um, way about him. I think he's just incredibly dry. I think he's just one of those people that's quite hard to warm to initially. But the longer we spend time watching him, the more we, bec- the more we come to appreciate him as a person. And when you see him interviewed now, he just seems like such a, a great guy. Uh, and he is going to be hugely missed, hugely missed. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm, I think we're going to we're going to do a, a, a big segment on Vertonghen on the season, uh, the um, the episode after it all ends. But yeah, I mean, it was it was good to hear your thoughts because he he's it's you know just just before we move on, there was that one moment where uh, where we played Ajax in in the Champions League home game. And it was running along the lines, and obviously he has huge ties with Ajax. And as it was running along the line, he patted the Spurs badge. He's like, my le- my allegiance is with you. If there is ever any question, my allegiance is with with, with Tottenham. And he didn't have to do that because that could have angered some of Ajax fans. But he patted the Spurs badge. It went along, and and for that, I had massive massive time for him, even if his legs were shot to bits by them. Um, okay, so there is this weird situation currently, isn't there, with um. With Arsenal and, and and they're in the the, the FA Cup final. If they having the seasons that they have had with Emery and and Arteta to come into the side, if they somehow win an FA Cup when we haven't been able to do it since nineteen ninety fucking one, <laughs> with, with all the planning, with all the spending, with Gareth Bale, Berbatov, Modric, Ledley King, Kane, all that time, we've never got close to winning it. If they managed to win this for the third time in the last seven or eight years. I don't know why. I, I, surely we are cursed. Anyway, if they do, then um, then then finishing seventh wouldn't be any good to us. Actually, there's there's, a, there's there's a couple of numerations, isn't there, Wendy? How? Yeah, it's if we finish uh, seventh and Ars- and Arsenal win the FA Cup, then we wouldn't make the Europa League. And I think T said earlier, which I hadn't realised, that if Arsenal win the FA Cup and Wolves win the Europa League, and we finish seventh, we don't make it. Is that right? Sixth, something, sixth. something like that. Which I hadn't realised. I I didn't know that the Europa League had an impact. Like, winning the Europa League had an impact on Europa League places. I thought it would be an additional place, but that's what T said. And I trust T with most things. Yeah, in terms of this sort of stuff, T, T absolutely loves it. Um, how, how do you think that Mourinho will manage the squad um, if we are in, in the Europa League next season? Like, how... How seriously do you think you'd take it, Rick? Um, you know, how, how important would it be for him to to get Tottenham that European title, our first one since nineteen eighty four? What what 
But would you hope that he, he not only prior to, prioritizes that, but manages the games in the Premier League in order that we, we have our best opportunity in that competition? Yeah, I mean, but in but in both, uh, whether you're playing uh, Champions League or Europa League, and and uh, contending for the Premier League and FA Cup and League Cup, it's all like it's it's very hard going, um, and he'll put his eggs in a couple of baskets for sure. But um, it, you know, he he won the Europa League with United, didn't he? He did. He did. It's. I mean, it's. And the thing is, as well. Like back when, back 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 when I was a kid, uh, and it was called the UEFA Cup. Um, it was a trophy that we, you know, that that we all loved. And now it's because it's called the Europa League. It's you know been seen as a, a bit of the, the you know the Mickey Mouse of uh, the European Cups. But we like Tottenham. We made our name on that cup. Like we won it twice. Um, and I would absolutely love it. If Tottenham Tottenham won it again, and I think as well for Mourinho and and from 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 other managers as well, there's a good chance to 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 blood youth and uh, or, or players returning from fitness and stuff like that. Um, so so there is the plus plus there for that. I, um, I'm sure Windy will uh, will enjoy that that side of it as well. But well, I, I just, was going to say like you said that Spurs made the name winning the UEFA Cup. Who who made their name for Spurs in the Europa League? Harry Kane. Well, yeah, there you go, there you go. Mm. He probably wouldn't be playing for us now if we hadn't been in the Europa League that season. What you mean? His career would have um, yeah, it might have taken a different path. He'd end up round the back of Tesco's uh, on his knees, noshing off men for <laughs> ten ten B and H. Is that is that where his career was going if we hadn't played him in the Europa League? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I meant, yeah. Speaking of young players, Wendy, um, we signed this 15-year-old kid from Wigan. What's his name? Alfie Devine. Alfie Devine, what a name. It's a proper footballer name, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait for him to never play for Spurs. <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you know about him? Seriously, though, what, uh, as, as a person who um, uh, understands youth football... Um, uh, I I know very little about him other than the fact that he's an England under 16 player. That age group is very, very good. So to be uh, as a midfielder in that group, you're doing something right. Uh, he came on for Wigan against us in the Youth Cup this year. Uh, he was 15. Obviously, that's an under 18 competition. So he's playing above his age groups. He's played under 23 minutes for Wigan as a 15 year old, which is quite insane. Uh, and he's very highly rated. So well, how, how rare is that for for a fifteen year old to play play under twenty three football? Sounds it sounds is, rare, but yeah, it's it's unusual. It's unusual. I mean, when they were in the under twenty ones, we had a, I think we've had two or three players maybe that have played as under sixteen players. Uh, but it is rare. It is pretty rare for a player that young to get minutes. What do you know about his playing style? Just that he's a, a technical midfielder who is also. Uh, the word was assertive. Someone described him to me. So he can put a foot in as well, basically. But yeah, like uh, England are producing absolutely loads of really technical players. So it doesn't surprise me that we've created another technical uh, midfielder. And if we've spent £500,000 on him, which is what the reported fee is, then we must really like what we see. It's amazing, isn't it? The amount of quality young players that England are producing at the moment. Like it's, it, this hasn't happened for a, for a long, long time. 
And I know it stems, I think it stems from the start of this England DNA philosophy. Yes. Where, where we would get, well, what, what is that about? You could explain it better than me. Well, Gareth Southgate helped to implement it. And that's, that's kind of why I love Gareth Southgate being England manager as well, because he's like finishing off some of his own good work. What, what is it? What's in the England DNA? Because that's an actual phrase. That's a phrase that the FA use. Yeah, so it it's it was investment into uh, grassroots, and uh, it was to do with the um, restructuring of the academy tiers. Uh, it's 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 kind of complex technical stuff in terms of the where the money's being spent, basically. But it meant that the best players were at the clubs with the best coaches and the best investment, um, which is you know a good thing. Yeah, and, and and you say that, but we bought a player from Wigan. <laughs> That's true. That which, is true. Which is proper Spursy. <laughs> all, all these technical <laughs> players, all of them at the best best clubs under the best coaches, and we've gone to cash strapped Wigan <laughs> for our players. Anyway, uh, Jose Mourinho uh, uh, on his uh, season at Spurs, he says I can compare it to my time at Porto when I got Porto in January. The the half of the season was tough but crucial in preparing for the next one. That's what I'm doing now, accumulating knowledge to prepare for what's next. I know we've talked a little bit about Mourinho's style, but do you, do you buy into that, Ricky, about what 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 can happen next? If if now what we're doing is needs must, it, it, can, can the next part be something better than what we're experiencing currently? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think players like, uh, sorry, managers like Mourinho they're always thinking 10 steps ahead and he's already looking to next season. And I think he's got enough experience on, uh, and his, uh, his coaching staff as well of being able to analyze the team that they're playing and train for it. Um, and, uh, and get that and just to, to win the game, no, no matter what. And I think while he's doing that and while he's still sussing out formations and still, uh, trialing players in, in different positions and stuff like that, I think he's already got next season the, the blueprint for next season. Who who he wants in, uh, the type of person who who wants in, uh, and uh, even to, down to his coaching staff as well. Um, and I think if you were if you were like a kind of a manager where it was just um, not player by year, but it's just like taking one game at a time and only looking to this season and no talk of next season or the season after that, then. Uh, you're kind of you 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 can't you don't really have a strategy. It's just you're flying by the seat seat of your pants and see what's what's happening at the moment. And I think he uh, he already knows exactly what he's going to do next season. And I think you know we've got one game left. I think he's already made his mind up how we're going to play or, or what he thinks we're going to play uh, and the type of players that we're going to need and who's going to who's going to be around for like our utility guys that that can play different positions and stuff. So it does like hearing him speak like that. It does. Uh, it does excite me. I, I'm looking forward to next season to, to get some proper crack at the whip. When did, did you hear uh, Mourinho's comments after the game yesterday? When he was talk, he was asked a question about Harry Kane, um, uh, and he, he's saying is, is he among the best uh, centre forwards that he's had to to manage? And, and bearing in mind that he's managed uh, Ibrahimovic, uh, he's had ben, Benzema. At, uh, at and uh, Ronaldo uh, at Real Madrid, when when he's talking about Harry Kane and he's saying that while Harry Kane is different to those players, he's second to none of them 
that there is a, a certain level of man management there that he's 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 harnessing a, a player's talent that is supreme and doing incredible uh, work with it. That what, what what did you make of those comments and how he's how he's currently managing Harry Kane? And, and you saw their embrace at the end of the game where they gave each other a high five and it weren't excessive. It was just like, yeah, we've got our job done. What, what, what do you think about his man, 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 man management skills and what he's going to do potentially next season? He needs to keep Harry Kane on side as much as possible. I mean, he is one of the most important players on the pitch and in the dressing room that Mourinho has ever managed. Um, the thing is with Mourinho, he is a very assertive manager a very authoritarian manager and so he needs to keep key players on side because if they're not on side they're going to leave you know the, the way you only have to look at his track record at some previous clubs with some big players that left or who were on the verge of leaving uh to, to realize that it's it's kind of my way or the highway type thing and he appreciates that he hasn't got huge amounts of money to spend at spurs so he's got to get the most out of the, the best players we've got, and they are the likes of Son and Kane. And if he can talk Kane up like that, then that is all right by me because we need Harry Kane to be as good as he, he says he is. Um, I was going to say the only thing that concerns me a little bit is the the way he's he's kind of if he, conversely uh look at the way he's treated Ndombele so far who is another player that we spent a huge amount of money on he's, you know financially is one of our greatest assets it does worry me that he's going the opposite way but um you know so be it you know if, if we're gonna go all in on Jose Jose I keep saying Jose it's Jose uh if we're gonna go all in then we have to trust him and we have to let him do what he wants to do and if that involves selling Ndombele then um, I guess so be it it'll be a shame I swear, um, Jose. Um, sorry, did you, it's Jose. You just said, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's infectious, isn't it? Um, I, I swear, he said something else yesterday um, about Kane. That saying Kane was uh, Kane is a special player, um, and he'll be a special player any anywhere that he chooses to go. But he'll always be a a, like, a special special player at Tottenham, and like it's the subtle kind of. Um, the way he was saying it as to say like Kane can go to City, but he'll never be as loved as he is loved at Tottenham, you know, coming through the youth ranks and stuff like yeah. that. And it's almost that kind of um, thinly veiled, you know, the opportunity is there for you to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or whatever, but you'll never have it as good as you will when you, when you're at Tottenham. So think about, think about the choice that you make coming up this summer, kind of almost like that. But, um, I quite like that as to say, you know, he didn't come out and he wasn't gushing over Kane, but, uh, you know, he was saying that he, you know, acknowledges how, how great a player he is and then laying it on to say that th this is the place for you. I think so like, I quite like that about yeah, him. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I thought it was really well measured, he, his answer for, you know, when when he's he was pitched that question to him. I thought, I thought he really handled that really well. Um, and, and I wonder from Kane's perspective is that this is a player who's had untold accolades already like in terms of his like every, every game he seems to break records like uh, the or he gets close like the, the he's broken a record and 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 the next conversation is oh this is the next record you have to break and he breaks it and he's had he's had so much so many accolades already that perhaps the greatest accolade that he could have 
is to become a one club man and become a legend. And and I wonder, and uh, you know, we say this as fans and, and we all hope he thinks this, but I wonder if he thinks that the, the, the moniker of being the greatest ever Spurs player is worth more than joining Man City and, and winning a league title. I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if that's true, but I wonder if he, he his brain kind of processes that, processes that in that fashion in the same way that fans of the club do. And I, I really hope so, because we we've got to um we've got to make the most of all the all the condiments that are on the on the negotiating table, and it's having Kane as a one club man using that kind of language, that's that's one of that's the ketchup bottle, you know, and and. Kane's a very kind of settled family man, isn't he? He's um, he his family all live local to Spurs. He's got two daughters now, a son on the way. We need to kind of manipulate him basically into staying. You know, the schools up in Manchester aren't great, Harry. They're much better down there. Yeah, that's what I said. Joe says to go to him. You say, you're you're don't send your kid up there. Don't go up to Manchester because bad things happen to kids in in Manchester. And you know, just, Ofsted requires improvement. I, I, I was going to go deeper than that and darker than that, but but yeah, all right. Bad Ofsted reports, and uh, you know, the economy ain't great in Spain. You don't really want to go there. And Italy, you know, they've got their history in World War Two where they were fascists. So you don't you don't, don't want to. You find where you are, Harry Kane. You know, you vote in Brexit. You voted Brexit. You got it. What more do you want? And that's that, I suppose. <laughs> All right, uh, Windy. I want to ask you about Skip's new contract, twenty 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 four. Now, um, he he's played a bit part role in our first team for the last what was a couple of seasons. Really, I think he, did he make his first start against Palace last season? But it feels like the season before last because of the COVID stuff. But uh, like, what what are your what like for, from my perspective, I I think Skip. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as Winks. Um, he's not going to break up play like the, the defensive midfielder that we hopefully buy. What 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 is his ceiling at Tottenham, or what what is his ceiling generally if he doesn't make it at Tottenham? What I always like talking to you about that in, in terms of players, the prospects that that we have, and and what you think their ceiling is in the football pyramid. I remember you talking about Pritchard um, and, and saying that he'll be uh, maybe a, a top half Championship player. And that's pretty much where, I mean, he, he's played in the Premier League, but he, he, he could probably do very well in the top half of the, of the championships. So I always like your opinion on this, Wendy. But where, where do you think Skip's career will go? If, if, he, if he doesn't make it at Tottenham, what, what level do you think he's at? I think Skip is easily a Premier League player. I think he's 19. So he, he turns 20 this year, but... He's still really young. The problem is with Skip is much like has been the problem with many of our young players. He's just had nothing this this season. So he's had a couple of hundred minutes of football at any level, and that's it. And that's that's not enough. He either needs to be playing for our under twenty threes or or out on loan. Ideally, and which one would that be? It would be out on loan, right? And on loan, yeah, yeah, for sure. And th- that was the most exciting thing of the contract announcement to me was Mourinho saying. You know, I could be, I could continue to be selfish and keep Skip around to use him in the last five minutes of matches every now and again. But perhaps I need to not be selfish and send him out on loan. And I think, you know, long term, that is selfish as well because we would reap the benefits from that in a year's time. It's just, it's a bit of forward planning, isn't it? And and the thing is, 
five minutes at the end of games is nothing no. in terms of a trade-off for a player's future development. You look at the way we've stalled Walker Peters' career to the point where he's now not far off 24 and he's only just starting to get, you know, proper minutes, not for us. Uh, we can't let that happen again. We've, we've got to use our assets. We've got to make our assets work for us, be that it, be that them becoming Spurs first-team players or becoming worth a lot of money to sell on so that you can buy better first-team players. Okay, fair enough. We, we, we've got some questions. We've been running on for, for long enough, so we've got to get through the questions that people have dutifully sent in. And I want to thank everybody for sending questions in because it makes uh, T's life a lot easier when he's writing his, pod, uh, writing his uh, podcast. Uh, and, and for the record, T writes the podcast every week and he's a legend for doing it and he's really pulled it out of the bag this week. Loads of fucking information in this uh, and I hadn't read it and I should. Um, but yeah, God, <laughs> God bless you, uh, T. I do. I've sent a message saying I love him. So hopefully that's enough. Uh, Crossy says on Twitter, he says, so get this right. Horses have got logs, log, long heads, haven't they, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Windy? Yeah, pretty long. Yeah, they've got massive, massive jaws and they're rapid. Stick a horse in, in <laughs> stick a horse in net and it will take the whole thing up. Cross a ball to a horse and we get on the end of it for sure. We ain't got a horse on the pitch. They can't even <laughs> ball it. <laughs> they'd be, uh, they can't be even hand for, ball it. They'd be perfect for Jose's hoofball strategy. Could you imagine if just red rum just turned up? <laughs> with Spurs shirts, he goes, I can't handball it. You can't give handball, regardless what happens. Whatever I do, whatever mental shit I do, if I knock people off the ball, just don't give handball. Anyway, uh, that wasn't a question. It was more of a statement, but I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, what if if you're allowed one animal, right? You're allowed one like for next season the prem just goes mad, and you're allowed to have instead of a player, you're 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 allowed an animal. Not to say that it's an animal that is going to deliberately hunt everyone down like a lion or a tiger. What what would you have? I, I'd have a honey badger in midfield. <laughs> they're they're well vicious, mate. No, but that's what we need. We need someone to break up play. We need we need an animal that's going to. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, badges. Um, yeah, badges are big as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's the, a good the, shout. Actually, the, the problem is they wouldn't just break up your opposition play; they'd break up your play as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if if anyone doesn't know what a fucking badass animal the honey badger is, go on YouTube. There's some amazing stuff. These things fucking they'll they'll, they'll go at a a pack of a pride of lions if it means getting a like stopping the lions from eating a dustbin or something like that. They, they <laughs> bite the heads off snakes. Do they do that? And suck yeah. out their insides. Is that true? Yeah. That is true. That's what yeah. we need. We need a defensive midfielder who's committed to that. <laughs> you imagine if Hoiberg, how do you pronounce it, Wendy? Hoiberg. Hoiberg, right? Imagine, imagine if Hoiberg came in, first thing he did, like they, 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 they you know, when you sign a new player, get up on a chair and sing a song, like all that fucking cliche bollocks. He was like, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't fucking doing that. I'm here to destroy midfields. I'm here to break up attacks. I'm here to break Petrick. Patrick Abamian's legs. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck a Lacazette. This is what he's saying. Fuck a Lacazette. Yeah. Fuck a Lacazette. That's what I'm here for. And he just picks up a cobra that he's brought in, legally smuggled from India. And, and he picks it up and he just fucking bites his head off, drinks his blood, blood, blood and, and then just goes, Mikel Arteta ain't shit. That's, that's, that's the kind of defensive midfielder I want. Yeah. Same, same. Right. Sold. Good. Uh, uh, Cole Totter of 23 on Twitter he says Levy finds out that the only way to pay for the stadium loan for the next year is to sell off most of the squad 
In order to make do, he will sell all but two of the u- the usual starting and squad players and replace them with youths and frees. Who do you keep to maximise enjoyment for next season? I mean, there'd be very little enjoyment next season if that happened. But if you had to, <laughs> you had to keep two players from the starting lineup, Windy, who would you take? Oh, you've got to think strategically, haven't you? Where what's going to cause the most damage? Well, Harry Kane's got to keep him, right? So that's we all agreed on that. Well, yeah. well, the thing Ooh. is, our best Ooh. youth player is Troy Parrott. So you could probably get away with getting rid of Harry Kane because you've got Troy Parrott up front. Yes. Go on. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a like-for-like swap. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep Sonny to provide the goods for Parrot, and then keep Alderweireld because he's an absolute rock at the back. Mm. On Troy Parrot, just, just to dismiss the question for a second, what, what, what's your opinions on what, what's happening there? He's brilliant, but clearly his um, his mentality isn't right yet. Uh, you, presumably, you saw all the stuff about him, like putting the his photos, ball, the photos. putting his balls in someone's face and videoing it. Balls in someone's face, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the right kind of energy. <laughs> and then... Balls in the net, balls in the face is all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great. It wasn't great, and then he was obviously. Was it in Dubai? I think he was photographed in Dubai a few times when he, people were saying, you know, he should be training, but he's out partying, which I don't know. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that, but uh, yeah, there's definitely question marks about his um, mentality. Again, I think he needs in this, this season, he needed to be on loan. Yeah. If I, he's got, I think if, next season he needs to be on loan as well. If he's got a mentality problem, then send him on loan to Rotherham. Or Real men. Swindon. Or some god awful place that's really shit. There's no, like you can't party in Swindon. I've been to Swindon. There's, there's nothing to. Uh, yeah, I've been to Swindon there. That you, you're fucked, mate. You're you fucked. can't. You can't walk through Swindon city centre without tripping out, tripping over the amount of fingers that are f- scraping along the floor. It's that kind of town. Yeah, the, the women have longer arms than the men in Swindon. <laughs> There are children, there are toddlers falling over by the size of their own foreheads. That's where we need to send Troy Parrot. It, again, if any any brands listen to this want to sponsor the podcast, that would be great. <laughs> Wendy, no comment on that, no? Not so much. Fair enough. It doesn't, this doesn't affect the, the extra inch, all right? <laughs> it's just me and my lifestyle that this affects. I've had a glass of wine. You probably noticed. <laughs> uh, all right, I've got another question. Um, THFC1983 says, not really a question as such, but oh, good. Uh, but would like to hear your chap's views on why we haven't reached an FA Cup in nearly 30 years. That lot down the road have reached 10 and lesser clubs have got there in that time, depressing my view. Yeah, can you can you explain, Ricky, why why we haven't been able to enjoy that day out? Not once in in, in yeah since 1991. It seems bizarre. I think um, I'm fairly certain I've attended five FA Cup semi-finals and we've lost all of them. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how much of like, when I was a kid and I'd watch the FA Cup final and the whole thing in the morning, like the, the whole channel is reserved for FA Cup day. And it'd go to towns and communities and this and that and the other. And I just wanted to be a part of that and go and then sit like growing up 
I'm thinking one day I'm going to get to go to an FA Cup final. I'm 37 and I've never been to an FA Cup final and it is a travesty. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe it. And them lot, they've been to what, like 10? About 10. It is, well, it's just, I mean, come on, fuck off. Like, ah, uh, yeah. I, can you, I, I can you, have you got a more, less emotional response to that, Wendy, in, in terms of why we might not have reached that final game in the FA Cup? I think we have not prioritised the FA Cup very much and so we've been knocked out at early rounds but then when we have made it through we've generally played sides that are that essentially have more resources than us so they've probably got better players than us the one that stands out though is Portsmouth, Portsmouth. yeah like that was I was there that was an absolute travesty Michael there. Dawson Dark. slipped so I think yeah. Pickion scored when Dawson slipped uh, good. Uh, George uh, Prince Boateng Kevin, Kevin Prince Boateng Ke- scored Kevin, a penalty George, who the fuck's George? Uh, George <laughs> Boateng was a player but uh, <laughs> he just does that Prince <laughs> <in> <laughs> middle name anyway yeah, yeah Kevin Prince Boateng <laughs> that, that was a that was one we should have definitely um, <laughs> beaten towards of that day yeah I mean we were the better t- we, like we weren't the better on the day but we were the better team of the two teams do you know, do you know who I, I remember that and this is very early on in my drug taking days and um, I, like that, the the drug of choice on that day was uh, copious amounts of high quality cocaine, and um, I, I remember not being that bothered <laughs> <laughs> until it all wore off about ten o'clock that night, and just crying my eyes out. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I I just think it's like we're unlucky, and that's what it is. That's what I put it down to. We should have had more proper FA Cup runs, or, or at least like featured in 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 the FA Cup final and and maybe like we did this podcast quite controversial podcast with Sava from um a Spursy podcast and he talked about his frustrations with Daniel Levy and and his issues with it and I, I didn't agree with hardly anything he said to be yet to be fair but it was interesting to listen to someone who's hypercritical of Leany and Levy and Enoch and, and and one of the biggest potentially to potential uh symptoms of their of their uh, stewardship over the club was the fact that we've never really challenged for these trophies that we could have had a, a foot in. Uh, it just hasn't happened, and it has happened for other clubs. Uh, of you know, in, in the last five or six years, we've been on the same standing as Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, and 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 all of them have, have gone further in these cup competitions and closer to glory than than we have. Uh, so it is a little bit of frustration and harder to hard, harder to explain. Uh, the final question of the podcast from Nick Sharp. He says, a couple of years ago, the question was, who is more important, Kane or Poch? The answer on the pod was resoundingly Poch. So fast forward to today, would you still swap Kane out to have Poch back? If not, what has changed? I mean, this should have been at the start of the podcast. When... Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a deep, that's a deep question. Great question. Yeah, it is. Let's throw to Windy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I might have been on the podcast when this was asked, and I think I actually chose uh, that Kane is more important. I think that was my response. I think, you know, Poch was amazing, and we had a wonderful four years with him. But as we were describing earlier, Kane is Kane is everything. Kane, as a sort of club talisman that's come through the ranks, that has made people like you say he'll never be a, a Premier League player and then scored 
20 goals a season every season since. Yeah, I appreciate how bad it was. Uh, that, that, you know, don't <laughs> need to say that, really. Playing for England, scoring his debut, captaining England, leading England to a World Cup, uh, being like one of the greatest professionals in the modern game, being our captain on occasion, scoring countless goals against Arsenal, the mask moment, tearing off the mask and celebration. I mean, he's, managers, managers he's can't give us that, can they? They can't give us what happens on the pitch. Yeah, it's it's really difficult to have a connection to a manager like we'll have forever with Harry Kane. Great, great answer. Mm. And 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 uh, like every kind of sensible element in my, uh, every sensible fiber in my body says that the manager is the most important thing. He has the overall of uh, overall vision. And you always go, like, even now, despite knowing everything you've just said and believing what you've just said, Wendy, even now, if someone said it, Kane somehow wanted out of the club and it was a battle of wills between the manager and, and, and our talisman, talismanic centre-forward, even now, on a principal level, I'd say, where the manager has to have the final say, but perhaps that's bullshit. Perhaps, perhaps a player is a player like him, a player as influential as he is, is the most important thing because he carries through to the next manager who can perhaps get the best out of him and can single-handedly lead aside as he has done and and benefited from the tactics and benefited from Pochettino and Mourinho's love of him. But it's, it's still his work work ethic and and his skill on the pitch and he's. He's um he's drive and and, and he's his ability to finish the ball where other lesser strikers could never. That maybe some players are more important than whatever manager comes in. It just goes against what everything you've been taught or I have been taught about football. Whereas the manager is the be all and end all, and you trust. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, no, I think it comes back to this point about what's the most important thing in football to you? Is it just about winning things? If if the most important thing to you in football is winning trophies, then having the right manager, be that Jose Mourinho or whoever, is the most important thing, probably. Because if you, if you think that Jose Mourinho is going to win you a trophy, you want him to be at the club more than anything else so that he wins you that trophy or the succession of trophies or whatever. But if you watch football for reasons of emotion and connection and entertainment and enjoyment, then you don't necessarily go that way. You, you choose Kane. You choose the player that is the Roy of the Rovers, personified. He's, he's everything that's good about being a football fan and, and watching a player rise from nothing to, as I said earlier, I think the greatest player in our club's history. That is foot. That is the whole purpose of football, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're enjoying that together. Yeah, for with sure. him. Yeah. Um, I want both. Okay. <laughs> I want it all. Greedy Ricky. I, I'm a gluttonous pig. <laughs> <laughs> you want a dick and a funny? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right i think on that note we'll we'll end it but um this has been a, a really enjoyable podcast and thank you windy and thanks ricky for for coming on and, and uh making it um what it what it was uh this has been the fighting cock and uh yeah uh hopefully spurs go on to beat 
Crystal Palace next week and obviously we'll be here to review it. And until then, we'll see you soon. Nice. Up the Spurs. Mindy, you're supposed to say something. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.